Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1588, How Goals and Intentions Help with Grief, part two, by Reed Peterson of griefrefuge.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD once again, with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. We're going to be picking up where we left off yesterday. We've got another half of Reed Peterson's great article on how goals and intentions help with grief. So without further ado, let's dive right back in and continue optimizing your life. How Goals and Intentions Help with Grief, Part 2, by Reed Peterson of GriefRefuge.com. Grief Goal Number 2. Make a list of what you want in the year ahead. If you're able to, spend some time at a cafe in your community and make a list of five things you want in the year ahead. Try to make your list exclusive from your grief. I know you want to feel better and you want the pain and hurt of grief to go away, but if your goals are all focused on your grief itself, you may be setting up your mind to pay more attention to the pain of your loss. You may not know what you want at first, and you may also want something to honor the legacy of your loved one. Any goal, whether small or big, simple or complicated, is okay to list. This is about your life and what you want. It's important to keep your list to five goals or less. In grief, less is more. Keeping things simple is more effective. Grief can easily overwhelm, so keeping a list of goals to five or less helps you stay focused and more relaxed about it too. Listing out five life-focused goals will help sustain some balance in your grieving process. You may feel a sense of normalcy at times, whether that's in your sanctuary grieving or standing in front of your refrigerator and looking over your list of life goals. Grief goal number three. Schedule time to rest. Grief has the ability to make you feel more fatigued. Rest and self-care are critically important throughout the grieving process. Similar to setting aside time to spend in your sanctuary, you will also benefit from scheduling time to rest. It's easy to think that the more you keep yourself busy, the less grief will hurt. That has some truth at times, but more often it's a coping mechanism that can lead to greater emotional discomfort in the future. If you think that resting won't do you any good because your mind will obsess about only your loss, look for a companion to help you make time for restful activities. Movie night is a great example of such an activity. Finding a friend to watch a silly comedy can be restful and restorative to your health and feeling a sense of joy. There are also nature walks, baths, naps, getting massages, stretching, mindful breathing, and listening to music and there are plenty more things to do to help you feel rested. Hopefully, 
This short list of ideas can get you started doing something to rest and care for yourself. There are many more goals you can set to help process grief too. It doesn't guarantee you will move through grief quicker, but it does guarantee that there is more awareness and attention to your grief, which does aid in the healing process. As with other goals in life, grief-related goals don't have to be concrete and judged as either a success or failure. They can be adjusted, adapted, and even replaced when they no longer feel important, necessary, or relevant. Grief is an exhausting yet powerful force that can change the outlook of goals over a short period of time. Remain flexible and open-minded if you choose to set goals for your grief. If goals for grief and loss don't work for you right now, there's an alternative that may help. It's setting daily intentions. Intentions are different from goals in that being intentional allows you to focus on how you want to be in the moment, independent of some kind of completion of a goal. Intentions can be set based upon your values and what matters most to you. In grief, the moment is valuable. Being in the moment can help you handle more emotions that come to surface. Intentions are focused on the present moment, where goals are focused more on the future. Also, intentions are lived each day. There is less pressure to achieve something grand, as is often the case when setting a goal. In grief, if the goal were to feel better, but three months from now you feel worse, it can be easy to criticize yourself, feel guilty, and also judge yourself for feeling like you're stuck and or not grieving right. Grief is not a linear experience. It may be more helpful to set intentions than to set goals. It can help to eliminate self-judgment and criticism that may come from the belief that you're not grieving right. Setting intentions may better serve you when you're grieving because intentions are more internal. They're based on your relationship to yourself and to others. Goals are based on external achievements. Intentions are naturally more self-compassionate, forgiving, nurturing, and supportive. When grieving, it may be a challenge to come up with intentions that are supportive and helpful. Your brain may be foggy, and it may be hard to remember, plan, and make clear decisions. Some examples of intentions for your grief include setting boundaries, reaching out for help when needed, treating yourself and others with kindness, staying honest, forgiving yourself, and forgiving others. As you think about your grief and what you want in your life, please keep in mind that intentions work better when they remain loose and flexible. The last thing you want to do is place an expectation on yourself. There's so much change as a result of loss. There's also so much transformation. If any of your intentions turn into expectations, you may feel disappointed in yourself when they aren't met. Do your best to adjust the sails when grief forces more change. And one way to ensure that is by keeping an intention an intention. Hopefully, you now have some clarity about whether focusing on some goals or setting intentions for your grief would be of most help to you. Regardless of what you choose, kindness and compassion for yourself are critical elements to your growth, your healing, and even your perception of feeling better and getting through grief. If you set goals for your grief, try to keep things simple. If you set intentions, stay loose and flexible. Navigating grief is a process of surrendering to the moment and honoring your own thoughts and feelings. Avoid any pressure that's either self-induced or from outside sources. Trust the process and honor its timing. You just listened to part two of the post titled, How Goals and Intentions Help with Grief, by Reed Peterson of GriefRefuge.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And a great finish from Reed today, which we thank him for. A lot of terrific ideas in both parts one and two. And today we heard about intentionality a bit and how it's different, sometimes more compassionate and bearable than goal setting. But mind you, these two don't have to be complete strangers or live separately. You know, if intentions feel like a safer beginning for you, allow that and you might find that they turn into goals. If your intention, for example, you know, is, is balance in your healing, you might find yourself creating, again, a loose goal that's based in balance. Maybe taking one hour a day to really sit with your feelings and then spending one hour on what feels like some deliberate self-care, like a massage, rest, or music, or some of the items from Reed's list. It does all come back to that idea of not restricting yourself or your feelings in such a difficult time, and instead allowing your best means of healing to unfold. So, thanks once more to Reed for some great content, and at a time of year that it might be particularly helpful. It's time to wrap up, friends, so have a great rest of your day. Take Reed's words with you if you are grieving, and I'll see you tomorrow for another episode. That's where your optimal life awaits.